and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. And if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy this episode, would you share it with a friend? You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram where I share short devotionals as well as videos to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you are looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com where you will find blog posts, free Bible reading plans with subjects that include reading through the prayers of the Bible, which ties into our topic of conversation for today, which I will share in just a moment. Don't forget to sign up to receive the monthly newsletter so you will be the first to know what special events or updates will be taking place in the future. There is also a contact page on my website where you can submit questions or prayer requests. I would love to pray for you or help in any way I can. All of these links can be found in the show notes, so be sure to take a peek after the episode. Are you ready for the answer to the Bible trivia question I asked you last week? Which grandmother killed her grandsons? The answer is Athalia, and it's found in 2 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. Our question for next week is who asked the wise virgins for oil for their lamps? Who asked the wise virgins for oil for their lamps. And remember, I will have the answer for you on the next episode. Today, I am excited to have Ruth Bumgarner on the podcast as my guest to talk about her prayer notebook system. I was introduced to this amazing resource through my Sunday school teacher, and I have to say that it changed my prayer life completely. If you have struggled with knowing how to pray, how to prevent falling into a rut, or even where to begin, this conversation will be a great help to you. So often, God uses our own personal journey and the things we have learned to bless and assist others, which is exactly what happened with Ruth. I know you will enjoy it. So without further delay, here is our conversation. Hi, Ruth. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, it's good be here. So for those who um, may have followed me on social media or have checked out my blog or um, have seen the uh, quiet time newsletter that I send out once a month, uh, Ruth's um, prayer notebook has been featured numerous times because I absolutely love this product. I think for myself, when I discovered it, I was um, struggling in my prayer life to be focused. I think a lot of us would raise our hand and say that our mind can wander during prayer time. It's just something that, you know, um, I learned from other people that I was not alone, which I was very grateful for. Um, and you know, discovering Ruth's prayer notebook was just a wonderful tool that just enabled me to really focus. And when I would tell people I'm praying for you, I actually was, I didn't forget about it because I don't always remember, but you know, the, the system that she developed was very helpful for me. And, um, now I've known, uh, Ruth for, uh, intimately as far as this conversation and getting to know her more uh, recently, but I have known about her. I knew her daughter um, when she was um, down in Ambassador Baptist College. I knew them. And so that's kind of how I knew her. So I've known her for about her for a while. Plus my Sunday school teacher currently um, is good friends with her as well. So I've known her here and there a little bit, but I've enjoyed being able to get to know her on a personal level. We had a long conversation that introduced her, uh, the prayer journal to me and it has been life-changing. So I, of course, as a podcaster, thought I need to have her on my podcast. So we have worked through this to arrange schedules. And finally, today is the day. I am very excited to have her. So um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, Ruth, and then we'll launch more into your prayer notebook. Um, I've been a believer for just about 45 years now. I was saved when I was 29. And um, I was saved. I, I went to church all my life, but I didn't know God. And so I basically went to a Bible bookstore, got myself a study Bible and read for two years. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of that time, I understood the difference between knowing knowing about Jesus and knowing him as my savior. And the Lord used Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 
For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. Mm -hmm. I have been married 55 years and my husband is still not a believer. But um, God has used that in my life to teach me the power of prayer. And he's let me uh, observe firsthand. My husband is an engineer, so he loves order. And I am not an orderly person. I'm probably the most least likely person to put together an organized prayer system. But God uses the weak things of the world to confound the wise. So here I am. <laughs> but God worked in my life in such a way that I observed order. And I saw the value of it. And um, then he put me in a public library. Um, this is the progression of this. He put me in a public library for about 13 years, again, to show me the value of order. And then he taught me that apart from him, I can do nothing. He taught me to abide in him and let his word abide in me. And as it did, he just basically, um, it started out with learning to pray about my praying and it's God. It's totally God. Mm -hmm. And I have learned the value of order. And I've also learned the fact that our prayer life is meant to glorify God, not, not a want list. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of going to maybe in a nutshell. But my first prayer notebook was small. Okay, it was just a little bitty thing. And I used to go to a friend's house and we would pray once a week. Um, we would have a list. And then I kind of built on that. I would type out scripture, you know, and it, it was just a slow building over many, many years. And like, um, I look back and I see that he was equipping me for a good work, not only in my prayer life, but in the lives of others, because no one can come and say, well, I'm not an organized person. I can't do that. Why? Well, I, I beg to differ. <laughs> God can help you. And he made you exactly the way he wanted you to be made for the works he has for you to do. And he uses the avenue of prayer so that he is glorified. And um, I've learned, you know, by many mistakes that um, prayer is the key to all that God can do in and through my life. And in order to accomplish that, I needed something to help me focus and focus on the idea of not just a want list or get me out of this trouble list, but to pray for my own growth, to pray for growth of other people that God would work in their lives and the scripture would be fulfilled where he truly does work all things together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And some people say, oh, I can't memorize scripture. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You'd be surprised what you do with God. And I'm in my 70s. And last year, this has been just a changing point, even in the the idea of the prayer notebook. I memorized Psalm 139 verses one through 18, and I'm working on Psalm 45. But I wanna explain maybe later just um, how it starts a progression of praying about something and then how God's ways are higher than ours and how he answers and how he is brought glory by the way he answers. And the focus is all on him. And I, I love, I love how um, people, these, these products or systems or tools and resources are usually developed. It's often by the people that we would think the least likely 
to produce them, including ourselves. We're like, well, I would never do that. If you would say to that person in, you know, their 10 years prior saying, oh, you're going to do this. You would say never. That's, that's not my thing. And it's amazing to, to watch how God uses your personal journey to grow you. And as you develop this and you are in obedience or following him, he then takes that, that fruit, that work that you've done. And he blesses, he uses you to bless others and encourage them. And I think that is often why our testimonies matter. I've said that numerous times in the podcast, because what God teaches you, he then uses in the lives of others. And I think that that is a, your prayer notebook is definitely um, just something like that. It, it has blessed so many people because I purchased it, you know, and I have numerous friends that when I told them about it, they purchased it and they would share with me how it really just helped them so much. So I, I think one question that comes to mind that I've heard numerous uh, times myself is, well, why should we pray? And I've heard this from people that say specifically, well, if God, you know, God's will, he, he's going to do what he's going to do. He already, he's sovereign. He knows the answer. He knows our, our life. He knows our future. Why should we pray then what, what's the purpose of prayer? And I think I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, if you go to the scripture um, over and over again, um, Christ as, as our example, he prayed mm -hmm. and um, he told us to pray. He, he, it was almost a given because he would say, when you pray, instead mm -hmm. of you should. So he just took it for granted that you understood. <laughs> so to speak, um, um, we are to pray and it's God's blessing on us because he allows us participation in prayer mm -hmm. so that um, it like, it comes from him, the thought of what we need because he brings that into our life and we have a choice. We can pout or we can focus in ourselves, or we can use it as an avenue to redound to the glory of God, you know, so that it comes. And and he, and if you believe through the scriptures that he made you exactly a certain way to do a work that he has for you to do, that that's a participation in that work. I don't know if that makes sense, but to me it makes clear. You know, so it's not really a prayer is not about me, except that it's about me being a channel to glorify God. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the basis for prayer is, and it's things I've read, but I've learned this myself, is the word of God. When you're in the word of God, I mean, Anybody can pray. Like I was raised in a religion where you recited prayers, but they didn't mean anything. They were like a just a reciting of prayers. Okay, I got that done. Type you have a friend, or, or when you have someone you love a lot, you like to spend time with them and talk with them. And that's what my prayer life is. It's not, it used to be oh, I'm in trouble, or I need your help, and I can't stand this, get me out of this type of thing, or like when I was first married, I, you know, I was not a pristine wife, and um, I didn't like anybody telling me what to do, <laughs> and with children, I never babysat in my life, so I was clueless, you know, so I was desperate. I had, to, basically, first, I had to pray, but I'm at the point now where I want to pray because I love communicating with God. There's no formality. There's a reverence, but there's no formality. I mean, I can pray to him throughout my day. I don't have to have, you know, my prayer notebook with, but it's just a tool. Um, and the scripture says in John chapter 14, ask anything in my name and and he will do that in order that the father may be glorified in the son and the reason you pray and the reason God answers is to put himself on display 
to put his glory on display. Now that isn't just a sentence I worked up myself. I read that, but um, the whole pur purpose, um, I don't know if I can explain it real well, but in meditating on 139, just realizing that God made me in minute detail, the way he wanted me to be made in order to do the works he has for me to do that will glorify him. So when I pray, like I pray about my growth and I pray for my growth, not so people think I'm a good Christian, but so that his light will shine through me and make other people thirsty. And it's, it's a whole different perspective than, oh, let's pray about this. I'm in trouble. And it's wonderful. It really is. Now, this is, <clears throat> this is a little side note, because I'm just curious what your thoughts would be on this, because we are to communicate with God friend as friend. We know that, that there's an intimacy there, but like you, you did make the comment, there is a respect and a reverence. And I have heard, you know, uh, in maybe larger meetings or sometimes, you know, when I went to, um, a, a Christian college, but it was a bit more secular in, in nature. Mm -hmm. And I would hear sometimes people pray and they would, they would address it because they, I think they have been taught, you know, he is our friend. We can come to him as a friend, but they would say, Hey God, that's how they would begin their prayer. And I did cringe in internally. I just couldn't, it, it was just, so I just wondered what were your thoughts explaining? There is a reason that we come with a reverence to God. Yes. He is our friend. Yes. He wants us to communicate with him, but there is that level of respect and I, I just would be curious to know how would you kind of explain that to somebody well um he's my friend okay he is my friend but he's the god of the universe and he's my creator and he's my heavenly father and um a child should show respect to their parents, but their parents love them, okay? And um, he doesn't, like, he's not a harsh God where he demands, you know, you better straighten up, you know, and reverence me type of attitude. But it's an acknowledgement that he's the God of the universe. It's, it's not hard to reverence him. Because if you learn about him, he deserves our reverence and our respect and our love. And yet there's still that intimacy of genuine that he loves me and cares for me. And um, I don't, he's a master craftsman mm -hmm. and something that I've learned. And maybe it's a little sidetracked, but what used to be when I, thought about myself you know I would compare myself with other people and I always thought when God made me and you can laugh but I thought he left a few pieces on the workbench and um maybe he didn't quite do a good enough job mm -hmm. and the more I read scripture I realized that that was very foolish that all my weaknesses, all my strengths, every detail about me, he purposed. Mm -hmm. And he purposed it for his glory. And I honor him when I look to him, even if I don't understand, because that's what faith is. Faith mm -hmm. is believing that he did make you just the way he wanted you to be made for the works he has for you to do that will glorify him. Mm -hmm. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's the whole premise. And it's easy to reverence God when you come to his word and you ask the spirit of God to open your eyes that you can behold wondrous things out of his law. Mm -hmm. And over and over again, like in Psalm 145, it talks about 
I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So right there, it tells you that you should reverence God. And it's not a have to for me. It's a desire. But God put that desire in me. It's all him. I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yes, thank you for going down that little rabbit trail with me, because that was just something that I thought about based on what you said. And I know I've, I've heard that from people. And I think the younger generation just kind of needs to be reminded that, you know, God is due all our respect. But I think you also hit on a good point, which is something that I talk about often in um, the podcast as well. But it's going back to knowing God. The more that you know God, the more you will see that he is loving, he is compassionate, he is caring, but he is holy, he is just, he is supreme, he is the master yes. of it all. And when you understand that you yes. will not come with a casual, hey, God, how's it going? That is not how you approach him. And I think that it is very important for us to constantly go back to that quiet place, to knowing God, because he does tell us, be still and know me. And the more that you know him, the more you will recognize he is amazing. And he is what I heard a pastor say one time, the word awe, it's awesome. He says, God alone is the description of awesome. He is that, the, and it's only used, I think he said three times in scripture. And he says, and it's only about God. Awesome and awe is only used for God. So I think that is an important aspect of prayer is that you come and you understand that you are stepping into a holy place. You are invited into his presence. And that is, that should just give you chills because it does me. It's like, we're entering a holy place that we have been invited to come to. And I love that, um, that God allows us to do that. So, but here's, so here's my other questions. I've got lots of them, but um, <clears throat> how did you decide what went in? to your prayer notebook? What, what did you decide that as you began to build it, that what it is today, these elements that you've put in there, how did you kind of go on this journey to, to this um, place with the notebook where it is? Well, it didn't, I didn't decide all at once. Okay. It was like a building and um, it happened over a period of time. You know, one area of my, my prayer list that changed hugely. Um, the focus changed from my my want list mm -hmm. to God's glory. And it wasn't overnight, leave me. You know, it was a, a, a learning. And in order to do that, I had to purpose it. So I would write scripture down in my notebook so that when I prayed, I would be reminded of God's you know and um then there was a another area i guess i i would you know you look at other people and you can be critical of other people you might not do it outwardly but inside part of you can say well why are way or why don't they get it type of thing and it's all self-centered. And the Lord taught me um, a couple things. If I, I'm a person that likes a certain amount of variety, okay? If you, if you have a list, say, of 15 people you're praying for for salvation, well, by the time you get to the fifth person, you know, it's like save so-and-so, save so-and-so. You know, it's it it becomes, I hate to say this, but it's almost a rut. It really is, or mechanical. And so what I started doing was um there's different parts in the Perno book. Um, some of them are designated for weekly prayer, like um for myself or for a family member, you know, instead of just help me have a good day type of thing I would pray seven different ways in a week I would pray for myself as a wife I would pray for myself as a mother slash grandmother slash sister 
I would pray for myself in connection with my church. I would pray for myself as a neighbor, as a mentor, and as a friend. So I would touch specifically on different points. And I would have like prayer points. I wouldn't like write out, you know, a long prayer. But I would pray based on scripture. Okay, the same thing like with your tongue. You could say, oh, Lord, help me to watch, bite my lips. Okay. But if you pray according to scripture and you say, Lord, I pray that you give me a tongue that speaks knowledge, a courteous tongue. Let my tongue tell of your righteousness and praise all the day long, a tongue of choice silver. Then when he does that, and that's based on scripture, when he does that, you turn around and you glorify him because you know it's not you. First of all, when you pray often, he will let you fail. <laughs> it's like, this is what you're like without me. And then when you go back to him and say, Lord, your word says apart from you, I can do nothing. And I believe it. I need to abide in you. And I can't always do that. But you can go to the throne room and you can ask him for the grace to abide in him. I mean, he's provided everything that we need, even that. All we have to do as his child is open that throne room and go in. And he can give us help. Even what you were talking about, um, if you don't know how to reverence God, you can pray and say, Lord, teach me how to reverence you. Mm -hmm. And then you don't need to give him a lesson plan <laughs> because he knows you so intimately that he knows exactly how to teach you to reverence him. And it, so he's provided everything, everything that we need. And all we have to do is ask and he will give. I give out tracks a lot because I wish someone had given me one. Mm -hmm. You know, I searched two years and I never got a track until I was 50. And I wish someone had given me one. So I give out tracks and I don't record them all. But there are certain incidences I will record and for 31 days and I will pray for them 12 times a year. The notebook lets me do that. I could not do that on my own. Some of the uh, track like um, pages, um, I would have this Amish lady I met at the gas station and that I gave her a certain type of track. I would pray, Lord, help her to see it's not by works. You know, it takes me a short time to pray that, but because of the the recording of it, and this is a download from the internet uh, on my website that um, I will pray 12 times a year for her, okay? And I'm not a precision person, but I would never keep praying for these people. There's no way I would have time or whatever. But because of the notebook, all I do, I put it in a plastic page protector and work down it with a post-it note um, to make sure I'm on the right day. If I miss a day, I don't worry about it. I just go on to the next. And then another area and one I like quite a bit um, is the business cards. Um, some people may think what's a business card, <laughs> but um, actually um, there's a page protector that's in the prayer notebook that has business cards. And um, there's different ways you can use those. You can do a short-term request, you know, like someone just said, we, next week I've got this. Will you pray for me? So you can write it down. Or you could have um, short work weekly lists. It'd be like, if you visit shut-ins, you don't need a long list for that. They're all, say, in the nursing home. They all have pretty much the same things they need help with. So you could just put names down and pray for a different one each day and you would know how to pray for them already. You wouldn't necessarily need a big list, you know, help them to get along with their roommate, um, you know, whatever. And then you can put scripture down, okay? You can just put a scripture passage down that you want to memorize or that you want to pray. And um, an example of that, um, one that I used in my own life, I wrote down Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing 
that ye may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I memorized that verse and I turned it into a prayer and I, a prayer of praise and a prayer of petition where you would say, I thank you, Father, that you are a God of hope. And I ask that you would fill me with all joy and peace and believing. I so badly want to abound in hope, but I can't do it. But I thank you that your word says you will do it if I ask. You know, so it's that type of springboard to pray on, um, pray scripture. And it comes from your heart when you memorize it. And so that helps. And you can put pictures in there. Okay. Some people are visual. And if they see a picture of a loved one or whatever, you can put a picture down, which is nice. And you can become very inventive in how you, you use them. You can have prayer points, like so that you pray different areas. Um, so, and then the other area was the narrow insert where it's, it's just a different format. So, um, that you don't get into a rut of one long list. I mean, that's just the way we are. It's, it's too much. If you have this, you know, long list all the time, you know, you're redoing some things you can do on the computer. If you're computer literate. And anybody can do them. If I can do them, anybody can. <laughs> and you make your list. And even I switch my list around so I don't get into a rut of, you know, a mechanical way of praying. And it's just a help. It really is. It's just a big help. And the different areas that are in there, the narrow inserts, the business cards, your own. But it's better for you to take off on that after you get going and, and build your own list, you know, and kind of update it. Like when I update my prayer notebook, I don't do the whole thing. It's too overwhelming. I can go to my computer and I can update a family I pray for. I can update a couple sheets, print it off and it's updated. Otherwise I take it out and I write on it, you, you know, and then update it later. It's it's for me. It doesn't have to be fancy. Anyway, in the notebook, there is a um, different examples like um, praying for your tongue. You can pray once every once a month a different area of your tongue, or you can do just a list that you work down with a post-it note. You know, someday you can pray three, and someday you'll miss and whatever. When you get to the bottom, you start at the top again. Or you can pray weekly. It's just whatever works for you, whatever you find. And you'll find in different seasons of life, you will change. Okay. And that's good. You're praying the same thing, but you might pray in a different way. It's kind of like a refresh so that you don't get into kind of a humdrum, you know, area of praying. So I hope that helps. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, it does. And I, I have to say, when I first received the notebook, I, I was just getting very excited because now I, I naturally am an organized person. That's just me. I like structure, but for me, prayer was just something that wasn't, I wasn't able to narrow it down it, it, to get a system. I'd seen things online, but a lot of them just didn't make sense. And for me, when I got yours, it just clicked with my organized brain. It just looked so wonderful. It's like this, now this, this I can do. I like this. Um, and I remember just the little things that you would, you would include. Like um, for me, I have a section that's daily. That's something that I use. Um, that's how I begin my day. And I, I do a little post-it note because I love how you've, you've organized these, a lot of these lists by Sunday through Saturday, you've got the little uh, letters next to it. So you kind of can keep track. Okay. Today's Monday. I'm going to pray about this. So I have like the biblical change. I love the tongue. That one's definitely, that was, that was very high on my list. I definitely needed that one. Um, so I use that. Um, and I have different, uh, it makes me think like when I was at church and we had our missions conference, they gave out an index card, almost like a, a larger bookmark uh, that listed every single missionary that we have. And then the country they served. And because I had the prayer notebook already, I was like, oh, I can just pop a few holes in that 
included in my journal. And now I pray for every single missionary yep. in my church. I would never have done that, but because the prayer notebook, it's not overwhelming. It's like, no, I'm just praying for one. I have my little post-it That's note. Right. I put it underneath their name and I just work my way through every day. And I, I can actually, if I were to see them saying, I have prayed for you and I really have no, I didn't pray for you every day. But I did pray for you at one point, and I'm listening to the missionary updates that we receive, and you can make a mental note that, okay, I need to pray for that specifically. But I don't know, it just opened up a whole new world of consistency in my prayer life and allowed me to really, truly begin to pray for people. And I have also, like you said, I have a list of friends, it's four pages long that I made, and I knew I wanted to pray for them, but there was no way I could pray for all of these people, but I have my handy dandy post-it note and I literally pray for one person a day. And I think that is part of the beauty of your notebook system. It's manageable. It's just like you're saying it's one, you take a compilation of one here, one there, and that's how you make a journey. It's, it's, a, it's one step. So I love that you have broken it down in a beautiful way that allows us to accomplish things and that we can tell people I've been praying for you and you, you just, it, it's just wonderful. I never stop talking about it. I love telling people about this. You need this in your life. This is not, this is not a want. This is a need. You have to have one of these because they're just, it was so amazing. And I keep uh, spreading it around. So now when people do purchase it, <clears throat> what uh, when they receive their notebook, what is kind of the first thing that you would encourage them to do as they assemble it? Um, I tell them to put the notebook aside <laughs> and take the pray about your praying sheet. And um, I honestly would say at least a month. And that's hard for people because they want to dive in, especially people that are organized. They can't wait to get it to perfection. And that won't work. Um, the prayer notebook is good for people that are clueless about organizing and people that are pristine about it. They both need God's help. The ones that don't know how to organize, they need a God of order to help them put it in perspective and get some type of discipline. The people that are, are, are like you say you are, if you're not careful, you can get so involved in getting your prayer notebook pristine and just so they don't have time to pray. So you have both of them need balance. Um, and the idea of what works for you, like you said, you, you, you do a daily list and then through the week, I think. Okay, I do categories. I do mine different. And the notebook tells you you can do either way. You know, this is, and the reason I put it together, I thought if I write out a paper, which would have been hard anyway, um, they'll never go do it. Mm -hmm. And so I put these together. Um, I just like go to the store for you. And I put them all together in a manageable, let's get started, you know, but the pray about your praying is where you have to begin. And one thing that I've added to that is to read and meditate on both Psalm 139 and 145, okay? And even make Psalm 139 into a prayer. Um, Lord, there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O oh Lord, thou knowest it all together. You know, he, he put you together. He knows how you think. There's nothing hid from him. Darkness is as light to him. If you have that understanding, when you pray about your praying and you ask God to, um, every day, there's a different area that um, you'll pray. Um, you pray about God's glory, okay? And you ask him, may you, be may you glorify your name in the midst of my needs. Use all you allow in my life as an avenue to bring you glory. And then that, let's say you pray that on Sunday. On Monday, you might pray God's word. Lord, reveal your truth that I might pray according to your will, perfect will. Then the next day, believing, help me not to place my hope on what I see, but on what your word says. Planning, give me that teachable 
spirit and that humbleness of mind to receive instruction. And then goes on. There's a couple more. But the idea of praying about your praying is the whole foundation of the prayer notebook. And there are people. In fact, I had one, an evangelist wife. She said, you know, when I read that, I thought, that's kind of funny. Why would you do that? You know, I mean, that she was real um, candid about what she said. And she said, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And she said, oh, my word, I needed to do that. <laughs> you know, it opened up a whole new channel. Because if you think about those prayers, it all goes back to God doing the work in you. So he can do a work through you. Mm -hmm. And it redounds to his glory. And I think, you know, you, you, you make people think, which is important because, you know, like me, I, I see this system and I'm like, great, now I can just get started and I've got all my checklists and, and it is easy to create, be consumed with the details so much that we forget the purpose behind it. And I think that's why you're trying that's to point us back. Very good. <laughs> you're pointing and I was listening I was because it, it, it is hard you know as a as a organized person and I love that you're also helping those on the other spectrum because you know I love my mother and and you know what we're different we're very different and she she is not organized so her her prayer notebook looks much different than mine but it makes sense to her and it gives her that structure that she needs. And I think that that's something that is important about your notebook system is that it allows people to create a structure that's important to them, that is helpful to them. And I think ultimately the purpose of the notebook is not how pretty it is, how organized. It's about giving you a resource to help you develop a solid prayer life like you said, that brings glory to God. Right. And that I think the other part too, is that it, it's not about us and we're to glorify God. And when we can pinpoint to certain areas in our thing, like, did, Hey, I, I, uh, I prayed about this specific thing. And let me tell you how God answered it. You're bringing glory back to him. My mom and I watched uh, a documentary on the life of George Mueller. If there's anybody that really highlights God's glory is George Mueller. We don't remember George Mueller for um, just what he did to help these orphans. And we remember him because of his prayer life and how God yeah. used yeah. him and worked through him to bring glory to himself. And whenever you hear the story of George Mueller, it is always the, around centered around the glory of God. And I think his life is a really beautiful illustration of, of that. But so here's my next question. What, how would you encourage people to personalize it? Because obviously we know that it will be our list of friends and our missionaries that we're praying for. But for me personally, there are elements that I added to the prayer journal that things that I found or things that I, I wanted to include. And so I personalized it for me. And I, I'm sure that you encourage that. What do you, I would want to hear kind of your thoughts about how do you encourage people to personalize it for themselves? Um, well, it, it takes time, but just recently, um, God answered a prayer. Um, I have a prayer prompter card and there's memory. Okay. And I'm not that smart. People think, oh, she must be like a certain way. I, I made it through high school with a C plus average. I push it because I was usually doing something I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> but I thought, okay, I'll memorize scripture. You know, I should do it. And so I went through this prayer list, prayer list. And on the prayer list um, on Wednesdays, it, it, the prayer prompter was lead me to a scripture memory accountability partner, okay? Mm -hmm. And I was like really sure he'd lead me to someone that was stern and, you know, you miss the word off type of thing. <laughs> and I would be under pressure. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to pray this prayer or not. But this is just how neat God is, how loving he is. He made me, okay? And he knew exactly what that type of person do for me. So you know what he did? I mentor a girl. I, I have a study with her once a week. And 
I thought, you know what? It would really help her if she would memorize and meditate on Psalm 139, okay? And this is like last year I did this. And so I said to her when we had our session together, I said, you know what? I said, why don't you look this up and why don't you memorize this? I said, this would help you a lot. And she said, whoa, you know, type of thing. That's a lot to memorize. And without thinking, I said, you know what? I'll memorize it with you. And as soon as the words got out of my mouth, I thought, what did you say? <laughs> so anyway, because I'm older and because of my limits, I did it. But I didn't do it because I had a stern taskmaster. I did it out of love. I wanted her, it to help her. And because of loving her, she's, you know, a younger girl. I thought, if I can do it, she that'll shut her mouth, so to speak. She'll, she'll do it. And so we both memorized it. And it helped her. But I think it helped me even more. It just was huge to me. But that's how my loving Heavenly Father answered my prayer. Because he made me, he knew exactly what would help me and do it with the right attitude. And I wouldn't have done it for money. <laughs> I did it out of love. And it just has huge in my life. It took a lot of effort on my part, but I still went to the throne room for grace to have him help me. And so it all went back to the glory of God. And so that's, about as personal as you can get. Now, someone else may need a stern taskmaster. I don't know. But for me, that's what God knew I needed. And that's what he gave me. And the end was, I God let me do it. And it was just huge. Not just the memory, but the meditation of it. But his, his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are above our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to give him, I think some people, perhaps you've done this, when they pray, they tell God how to answer their prayer. They may not do it verbally, but they do it mentally. Have you been there? <laughs> yes. Okay. And so the idea is he transforms your thinking. And the whole idea is that the way he made you and the way he teaches you to pray will accomplish the works he wants to do in your life that will glorify him. Again, it goes to the glory of God. But I do think that we tend to come sometimes to God with a request as well as the answer. And I think it's important that we let that go and we trust him with the answer. And we see that sometimes in scripture that God did answer a prayer, but it wasn't in the way that they wanted to, or the way that we would have preferred it. Um, and we have to just remember that when we come to him, he is our heavenly father. He is good. He is always good. And his answers, whether they are a yes, no, a maybe, um, or a not yet, I guess is, is the, the, the better term. Um, they're good. They're all good answers to prayer. And we just have to, um, trust him with that. And I think, then I do think as far as the personalized, you know, you're God, I think as from, from what I'm understanding too, and in, in what you're saying, you know, God uses our prayer time to, to transform us and, um, our will will slowly be in, in a line with his, I think, uh, I, I heard from a friend of mine, she talked about the verse, um, and it's, it's, it's slipping away from me, but, um, I, the idea is that um, delight yourself in the Lord and, and, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And she made the good point because sometimes we come to that verse and say, well, if we pray, you know, and, and God's going to give us the desires of our heart. But she said, the more that you pray and the more that you're in line with God's will, the more your desires will line up with his. And that it's not that he's going to grant you everything you want, but that you're going to want what he wants for you. And I think that is a big part of prayer too, is just Lord change me right. to be in line with you. And yeah. I think that's a beautiful part of, of the purpose of prayer 
And so here's, here's my other question. Um, you know, you've, you've spent quite a few years developing this system and how do you think, how would you describe that it's helped you to others? If people say, well, what are the benefits? What have you seen come out of this for your personal life? How has it helped you? And how would you answer that? Um, well, my prayer life is focused and, um, I have seen my prayer life grow. Um, sometimes I see it fast, you know, where I see God working. And then there's other times where there's a long period of time. And that prayer request is on that list for a long time. And I'm thinking, well, you answered all these. Why aren't these answered? And if I go back to the fact that he brought it into my life for a purpose so that it's for my good and his glory, then it's almost like, and you can laugh at this, but it's almost like baking a cake mm -hmm. and opening the oven and saying, no, it needs a few more minutes for it to be best. Mm -hmm. And I know God's much higher than that, but um, he knows the right timing for a trial. He knows um, in James, it talks about that. Um, the trying of your faith worketh patience, but people sometimes leave this little part out and let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. And in Hebrews, it talks about how he's equipping you for a good work. And he knows exactly when you're ready. It's kind of like that cake, but he, he knows how to accomplish that because if you go way back here he made you a certain way so he knows the work he has for you to do and he knows how long and what will train you to accomplish that work mm -hmm. and he knows exactly what to bring into your life as a catalyst maybe or a, a school classroom okay so the notebook helps me stay focused on those points when i pray if I didn't have my notebook and I, you know, I pray at different times, it keeps me focused about um, even praying for my grandkids or praying for my kids. I just don't pray emergency prayers for them. I pray for their growth. And I, I, I just certain areas that I see, I pray for. Okay. And it's just neat to watch God accomplish. I mean, not accomplish, but to bring it to pass. And all I had, you know, I, I, I get the privilege of watching. I didn't make it happen. I couldn't have anyway, but um, so that's helped me. It's helped me focus instead of rehearsing my problem. In fact, we have a little, I have a little hand out that way. Instead of rehearsing the problem, I go and I rehearse his word and I pray his word and because I, you know, I have a certain command of scripture, but not anywhere near where a lot of people have. But that doesn't mean I can't write it out. And that doesn't mean I can't change it and pray it and that he teaches me. So I have to admit, I love the cake thing. The cake was just a, a wonderful illustration. Uh, I will probably be borrowing that because that was just that really makes you think, you know, not every prayer request is going to be answered the same way. And it's not because God's asleep. He just knows the timing is not right. Just like that cake. No, the cake's not done yet. You can't have that yet. So um, I, I really like that one. That's definitely going to go into my notes somewhere because that was, a, that was a powerful thing. And I think that's a wonderful thing for us to remember because we do get eager to have an answer to prayer right away. And you see even, um, I, I love the life of Joseph and I watched Joseph um, he would interpret multiple dreams for multiple people. And those dreams were fulfilled instantly, but his own dream that was given by God was delayed. It was not, um, fulfilled until, um, almost a little over 20 years. He had to wait over 20 years for his dream from God to be fulfilled yet others were instantaneous. And we can get that way in our own prayer lives. Like, well, God, you answered this prayer for this person and this one, and why didn't you do it for this one? And I think there's a lesson also of just 
consistency, bringing it, continuing to bring it to the Lord and just trusting him with his timing that he knows what's best for that. So I I really enjoyed that um, illustration, but what would you say to those who struggle to find time to pray? Because I know that if you read people like Martin Luther, he was told uh, or he would he would share that he would pray for multiple hours in a day. And I'm, I know George Mueller is another one. He prays for multiple hours in a day. And sometimes you can get almost to the point where you're overwhelmed that you don't want to try to even pray. It's like, well, I can't pray for hours in a day. And then some say, well, maybe just 30 minutes. But what would you say to those who do struggle to find that time to pray? Um, how would you encourage them to do that? Well, it's good to ask God about that in prayer. And he made you, so he knows you. Uh, he knows your season of life, okay? Um, if you have five little kids at home, you're in a lot different mode than a grandma sitting back in her chair, okay? And your responsibilities and the level of your spiritual maturity. But um, he gives us examples in scripture. I mean, we're busy but if you think about it jesus christ when he was on earth was busy he was busy but he found time to pray Mm -hmm. he got up early in the morning and he knows what you do and how you could simplify some things or eliminate some things or limit them but even like a busy mother um i have a friend that Her prayer notebook is all over her house. She has little kids. So she takes a page here out, puts it inside the cupboard. (laughs) She has one in the medicine cabinet. I mean, she's just busy, but that's, and she does have her her quiet time, but she, she gets interrupted sometimes. So that's the way things are for her right now. Even for myself, my prayer notebook is pretty large, but what I do, um, I pray for the most part up to a certain point. And then I put a bookmark in there, so to speak. And then I have a kind of a prayer prompter, which people can laugh at but when husband goes to take a shower at night and, you know, get ready for bed and everything. That's a pocket of time that I would say 80% of the time, not a hundred, 80% of the time I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll grab my notebook. I'll go back into my room and use that time. But because I have a prayer notebook, I'm focused. I know exactly what area I want to pray in, you know, and I can recap my day and praise the Lord for that. So that helps a lot. Um, but you can't measure time. I think you mainly have to, the Spirit of God will teach you. You know, when I used to work in the library, one area I did because I was busy in the morning and everything. I would take lunch, have my lunch on my break. And then at my lunchtime, I would take my prayer and I'd go back in a meeting room that wasn't used. And because I could I'd go over by the window there and, and not be distracted. So those are different ways maybe that you can um, see how you can even use pockets of time if you have to you know, during the day, you don't have, Daniel played three times a, a day, I think. Yes, we do see that in scripture. And, you know, that there are sometimes the people, I think even um, in the Psalms, you know, at morning, at noon and at night, right. will I pray? Right. And we see that. And I think, I think there's a freedom from what you're saying that uh, because we can be very ritualistic and we can also be sometimes confined and restricted by tradition. And Mm -hmm. often we are, we think, well, if I don't do it all at one time, then I'm not a good Christian if I don't, but you know, you're saying, I I love what that mom did. She got creative. She's, I want to pray. It was important to her, but I can't do it. I have kids. So I'm just going to put a little bit here, a little bit there. And you know, the Bible does tell us to uh, pray constantly. It's something that we should be doing throughout the day. And I, I love that there are people that if you, if you desire it, you can find a way to make time to pray throughout the day. And I think there is a freedom that comes with saying, okay, if I don't, if I don't hit that mark, if I don't pray 30 minutes or whatever, I'm not a bad person. God just wants us to do it. 
to be coming to him and bringing these requests and having this thought process and this mindset of, I, I can talk to God and I'm developing this prayer. And um, so I like that, that people get creative about that. And I mean, so I have to be honest, we could go on and on about your prayer notebook because it's wonderful. And the, the topic of prayer, I think, is not even touched upon as much as it could be in churches. I do think that we're, we're a little bit lacking in our communication about prayer. We hear it mentioned, you know, you should pray and it's good to pray, but sometimes we just forget the basics. Well, how do I pray? What elements, you know, should I include? What should my mindset be? And you have managed to bring that into a beautiful system that allows people, to, it gives them an understanding. It gives them a starting point of where to begin in their prayer life. Just for myself, you know, I was raised in church. I mean, my mom told me, she says, I, I had you. And three, four days later, we were at church. So I have been at church from the very beginning. Um, but my prayer life was probably weak in a lot of areas because I just struggled with the how. And when I discovered um, your notebook, it was just such a wonderful tool. And my mom actually made the comment to me. She says, you know, after you got that notebook, she says, I could tell there was a difference in you. I could really tell that you've been applying these principles and, and I can just see a difference. And um, so I definitely have encouraged people with this notebook to purchase it uh, whenever. Um, so I know that you do have a website, so maybe you can um, tell people uh, exactly how, how, what's the process to, to receive um, a, a copy of this notebook. Okay, the, the notebooks are put together on a um, suggested donation. Um, the reason I do it is because if I told you to go out and get all those things, a lot of people wouldn't do it. And there's helps in it. But I, I you know, I'm, I don't want to have people not be able to get it, but I have to cover, cover, you know, my expenses, God was gracious in gave, giving me a retirement from my library work. But um, I also find that sometimes, um, well, anyway, you can go to the website on the website, or um, there's also some videos on there that might help. The website is just my name. It's um, ruthbumgardner.com. So it's R-U-T-H-B-U-M-G-A-R-D-N-E-R.com. And for some people, um, they're just not computer. You know, it's harder for them. But the, the setup is pretty easy to order it. And if that doesn't work for you, someone can help you with getting the phone number and email um we can do it that way too and so there's also the full notebook but there is a sample the sample is used sometimes um to get people started because it's not quite as overwhelming it has the same instruction book in it but it's just not quite as overwhelming um they can do that and then the sample can be taken apart and put into the notebook later it's put together in such a way you can just clip the ribbon and put it into the regular notebook. And so both those are available on the website. And on the website also are downloads, which are some of the papers, not all of them. <clears throat> some of the papers that are in there are copyright because they were from other people. But um, there's some of the fill-ins, the downloads are available on the website. Yes, and we will be um, sure to include those links in the show notes. So anybody who is interested to definitely even just look at this um, notebook, definitely um, I encourage you to go on there and watch the videos. I think the videos were something uh, new that the Lord has allowed you to construct. I believe that was a new element that you were able to add to the website. So um, I have not even had a chance to watch them. I need to go back and watch them. Um, but I was excited to see that you were able to put that together. So I just, I, I do want to thank you for coming on here because I think this was a wonderful edifying conversation. It was um, helpful in so many ways. And I, I encourage people, if you don't have some sort of system, definitely check out Ruth's website because it was an amazing thing. And she, of course, I love that she, she makes it, um, you know, you've got colors. And so it's not like just like, you know, an old notebook that's thrown together. No, it's actually really nice. It's, it's a wonderful quality. 
and it looks great. So I really enjoy mine and everyone I have, I've shared it with and talked to, they said, we just, we love it. We give it glowing reviews. So I just appreciate you taking time out of your day to um, just chat with us and share what the Lord has done in your life and how you've allowed him to use your personal journey to bless so many others. So thank you so much for being on here. Oh, you're welcome. And you put in a nutshell exactly what my heart is um, to share what God has taught me, not that I've arrived, but that my desire is to help others um, just because it, it, it helped me so much. Wasn't that a blessing? Even though I have spoken to Ruth before and had wonderful conversations with her, I took away more nuggets of truth and food for thought from our time together. I love how she emphasized that prayer is not about us or our want list, but about God's glory. Just like the life of George Mueller is remembered first for his prayer life and the many incredible and miraculous ways God answered those prayers. I appreciated what Ruth said about details as well. Interior designers usually focus on the details such as colors, furniture, and accent pieces in order to create the perfect space. Our prayer life is made up of details, not generalities such as, Lord, help me to be a better Christian. We should pray in detail. Lord, help me to speak words that are pleasant and a well of life, or help me to practice the conscience, constant awareness of your presence. Those are detailed ways we are asking God to help us. And when we see ourselves growing in this area, we can give glory to God because he has helped us. I was also encouraged by the illustration of baking a cake. Each cake can require different lengths of time to bake and our God knows the perfect amount needed to answer our prayer request and in what specific way. We just need to trust him and that trust is founded on our knowledge of him. That is why I'm always encouraging you to spend time in the quiet place. I hope you were as blessed by this conversation as I was. Be sure to check out Ruth's website and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Have a wonderful day and let's seek to become women of prayer together.